always say live and learn after a deeply personal and often surprisingly unpleasant experience? Well, I aim to turn that idiom on its head with more positive reinforcement through this podcast. Hi, I'm Shivraj Prashad, your host. The folks I've interviewed on my episodes have all taken that leap of faith to bring you the means to live a better life. Start early, start early, start early. Stay invested, keep investing. Start early, stay invested, keep investing. So what that means is that the power of compounding, let it be your biggest friend. There's no good uh, good time to get started. Start tomorrow morning, you hear me. Believe me, you'll thank me 10 years from now. Just get started and remain invested. There's no need to sort of panic or take out money. And please invest regularly. Every month, like a discipline. Time is your best friend. And last but not the least, trust a professional. Are you intimidated at the prospect of investing and saving and managing your finances? I don't know about you, but all this talk of equity, bonds, mutual funds, fixed deposits, etc., etc., send me literally fleeing for the forest. Every time my financial advisor approaches me, I blindly say yes. This despite the fact that I've been defrauded in the past by financial institutions who take your money, promising you the moon, but let you down. Now this pandemic and all that has happened in the last two years has definitely brought back the focus on securing not just mine, but I reckon everyone's future. But how do you do it transparently and securely and with minimal fear? My next guest, Atul Shingal, is a founder of Scriptbox, a digital service that gets to investing after understanding your life goals. So be it education for your children, retirement kitty, setting up an emergency fund, or just simply to grow your savings for a rainy day. Atul Shingal, thank you for speaking to me on the Live and Learn podcast. Thank you very much, Shivraj. It's my pleasure entirely. It would be interesting, I think, for our listeners to understand the story of Scriptbox. When did you hit upon the idea and how does it really work? I think it's very relevant as per your introduction that these are, these are complex times, right? Uh, and I really believe there could not be a better and more important time for us to share our thoughts uh, with your listeners. The whole plethora of advertisements for crypto and for investing in stocks very quickly and sort of comparing it to a gym schedule, in my view, is a very scary and dangerous phenomenon. Personally, genuinely worries me a lot. I I don't want to play bigger than my boots or or be judgmental on what people want to do. But the fact that there are 40% more demand accounts today as compared to, say, a year ago, uh, while it's a cause of celebration that a lot more people are participating, is also a cause of worry. And the, and the advertisements for crypto, especially, is to get started with 100 rupees uh, are more worrying because people confuse investments uh, very often with speculation. Mm. Uh, the idea behind Scriptbox, and the reason I gave this preamble was the idea behind Scriptbox was exactly this, to remove the fear of investing, to clarify to people that investments and wealth management are a long-term uh, view, uh, are meant to help you uh, do better with your money over time. And I think as uh, Scriptbox is as relevant uh, when we started this uh, about seven, eight years ago, uh, it's even more relevant today. Uh, you asked me the story of Scriptbox, right? So let me give you a little of our background. We have a famous Javed Bhai story. I'd come back to India in 2008 to actually set up an asset management company for a group called Old Mutual in South Africa. Uh, so I have a little bit of an understanding of what it takes. Uh, we were applying for a SEBI license. We were going to launch a distribution business and all that. 
Uh, but that's just about the background. But more importantly, uh, I was actually sitting in Dehradun with my parents. Uh, my father was uh, a retired Lieutenant General, God bless his soul. And he and my mother are having this very interesting discussion. And he is saying, I've got this uh, one lakh rupees from somewhere, I mean, a, a refund from his DSOP, uh, which he wants to invest. And my mother is telling him, no, no, you know nothing. Uh, Mr. Sharma is going to give me 2,000 rupees back. We'll give it to her. And this continued. And I try to intervene and ask them, hey, you know, that I, I, I might have a little bit of knowledge of this category. I'm actually a country manager of an asset management company or a to-be asset management company. And they literally hushed me. And I realized that they, when I asked a few more questions, I realized that the whole, the whole concept behind investing didn't exist. Uh, it was just putting money aside because somebody said so, right? So, so we had similar conversations with a lot of other people. Uh, our own knowledge of the category told us that there was a large opportunity and people just deserve better. Uh, we had seen some examples of people like Betterment and Wealthfront uh, from, from the U.S., and we decided that the combination of digital with good business practices in the wealth management category is what India required. And hence, we launched Scriptbox. So what is Scriptbox? Uh, Scriptbox is a digital wealth manager. And we should not confuse digital with online. Online is just a channel. Uh, digital uses the power of science, math, data, engineering, customer experiences. And, and what Scriptbox does is combines this to give people better outcomes in their wealth. Obviously, we've, we've stood by uh, our, our credo from the very beginning of simplicity, transparency, convenience, ease of use, and most importantly, ethics. Uh, what drives us every day is doing right by the customer. So without sounding like a sales plug, uh, we actually wanted to solve the problem which you talked about. Mm. How do you take away the complexity? How do you take away this whole uh, mystery around uh, investments uh, and make it available to the common man? And that's why Scriptbox does what it does. That's so interesting, Atul, because you've taken the case, a real case of your own parents. And that seems to be very telltale of the way most Indians view their relationship with money. Now, financial well-being is a critical part, both of our mental and physical health. And, you know, you see the warriors, you see as people get older, a lot of them are very afraid to talk about the relationship with money. Why is that? And how has it changed or is it changing? Uh, it's not changed too much. Somehow, uh, I think culturally in India, uh, it is still considered very impolite to talk, uh, to ask someone's, uh, sort of talk about money as such. Mm. Uh, people feel they're getting judged. People feel that uh, I'll not be seen as good or bad as I am supposed to be. I think it's a combination of the fear of the unknown and I think how we've been brought up. Uh, money has been a taboo topic and we try our best through I mean, property conversation like this, through webinars, through our blogs, that people understand money. Because once you understand it, the fear goes away. We're trying to solve this through multiple channels. We, we have something called a money skills program, which is free for corporates, uh, which is about financial awareness and financial well-being. Uh, we hope over the next three to five years, this changes. People take control of their own money. Uh, and more importantly, they see wealth and money as a family issue. Very often, uh, I mean, again, without sounding stereotypical, the man in the house will not discuss their financial situation with their wife or with their own children and then complain that, hey, my children are spending too much money. Mm. Uh, I think children are very intelligent. Uh, if, you, if you talk to them about the situation, they'll be very comfortable. I'll give you a small example. This is uh, sort of March, April last year. And my younger daughter was in grade 12. Now she's in college. And she had planned to go abroad, which was exactly what uh, my elder daughter did, right? And sometime in March, when the market started crashing, and, and believe me, she very innocently asked me, Dad, uh, what's happening to our finances uh, in, in, in this situation? Is it going to impact our plans? 
And obviously, I sat her down and explained to her, no, there was a separate corpus for your college fund. It doesn't impact it. And, and we'll take care. But the fact that she asked me got me thinking that, hey, uh, if somebody like her, within our way, we talk about money quite openly and they're in the savings habit, what's happening out of the households, right? Actually, I'd written a blog on this, that having this money conversation with the whole family and, and mm. keeping them aligned and aware of where you are. So they are supporting you in your plans rather than detracting for it, right? And the number of cases you hear about, uh, Shivraj, where, uh, God forbid, like what's happened in the in, in COVID. I, I know dear friends where this has happened. Unfortunately, uh, there's a there's an untoward incident. The family doesn't know. They don't know the banking password. So financial well-being is not only about planning your money, but just knowledge. Uh, awareness is very, very important. So I would encourage all your listeners to very much share their passwords, their details, their financial plan with the entire family. Believe me, it's, a, it's, it's the right thing to do. And that's very important having those conversations and that transparency because we always feel that we're protecting them by not having the conversation and last minute it hits you. Now, as someone who oversees simplifying that stressful relationship money, you did say share passwords. What other advice do you have for folks about reframing their views around money, alleviating this financial stress? And in short, how can one stop being so afraid of finances and see money as an important relationship that needs nurturing attention just as any other relationship does? I think the first and foremost uh, is accepting that being wealthy is not a bad thing. Mm. Somehow people have this whole image of this fat cat, uh, wealthy, uh, sage has to get out. And you have to have a healthy relationship with money where you are able to know what is good for you. So I'm not saying be greedy. And also the second fact that being financially secure and in control of your own future is very important. See, in a sense, we are the sandwich generation, right? If you, if India is used to large families and, and, and living together. You've gone from uh, joint families to nuclear families. You've gone from the parents being sort of dependent on the children for their, for their, for their future for, versus you being responsible for, for them, right? So this whole complication, complication is very, very important that you realize what it costs. So understanding money. So the way to manage your relationship with money is to have that conversation with an expert. Second thing is that actually understanding that reaching your financial goals is very doable if done systematically. So this that I never get money or this is just outside my skill set and that anyway, I don't have enough. So whenever you ask somebody, how much do you save? They always tell you, no, no, I don't have enough. What savings are I'm already I'm already struggling to make ends meet. I think that's just a very poor relationship with money. Uh, I'll come to, uh, I'll explain how we should approach this, but having a healthy relationship with with money by talking to an expert, uh, knowing that your financial goals are achievable by how much ever money you have, and more importantly, not being afraid of being wealthy. Uh, Don't be greedy, but having a plan, and wealth doesn't, is not a quantum of money, it's the quality of money you have, that's important. And it's also very important, like you said, to talk about your relationship with money. Now, coming back to how Scriptbox does it, how does Scriptbox help potential investors or people inquiring achieve their life goals? So it's because the role Scriptbox plays in people's lives, right? So uh, we see ourselves as the as the boatman. In Hindi, they use a word called Maji. Who's going to take you across troubled waters? Uh, you could be in a speedboat. You could be having a large ship. You could be in a smaller. Take you from position A to position B. We demystify the whole concept of money, right? That if you put 10,000 rupees a month aside and you increase it by 10% every year, what will you get to? So 
converting your life goals into financial plans or financial goals and converting those investment plans to reach those financial goals. So just breaking it down into easy, easy to understand parts by using science and math and technology and tools and helping you define this path. And more importantly, course correcting as you go along, right? Because circumstances change. You might get a large bonus, COVID might happen, you might have a health issue. So making sure that you have a plan, you're reviewing regularly, uh, your asset classes are aligned to that. So the whole science behind wealth management, which is not about investment returns, but yeah, staying with you through the journey is what Scriptbox essentially does. And if someone were to say, I'm bombarded every day with promises of sound financial advice from banks and online sources, why would you say they should choose Scriptbox for their financial needs? I think they're bombarded with promises of cheaper alternatives, uh, saving fees, better returns. Uh, I mean, you can see that, right? And I talked about the crypto ads and I've talked about everything else. And rarely do you see the proposition to be around the customer and their desired outcomes, right? Uh, You largely see this whole uh, mindset of e-commerce about online and hence discounted, hence cheaper coming to the wealth management industry. And that's not sound advice. Uh, Sound advice is not picking up a new NFO and sound advice is not... So there's a famous uh, Maruti ad which says, Kitna deti hai. And I think that mindset is wrong. Uh, it's kafi deti, mm. right? Uh, the whole idea behind meeting your financial needs is like the script box brand promises financial santushti, right? We are here to give you peace of mind. We are here to hold your hand and take you across to the other side. And we do this by first and foremost being aligning with your life goals through ethics and values. Obviously, uh, we are very proud of what we built uh, in terms of it's a best-in-class solution, uh, digitally, fully digitally native. It leverages the power of science. We've got algorithms, completely unbiased fund selection. It's got, uh, like, when you are withdrawing funds, which people will, right? When you invest, you also need to withdraw for your children's education or for buying a car. Those are tax-optimized. So it's basically doing right by the customer. And it's not doing right by the customer when you are starting. It's right by, by the, through, the, through the entire journey, which is very, very important. As an example... With due respect, when the Franklin Templeton uh, fiasco happened, none of our portfolios had even one Franklin Templeton fund because we chose that uh, we would rather give people's comfort than uh, give them only returns, right? As they say very famously, it's not about only return on capital. It's equally important return off capital. So to your point, uh, sound financial advice is long term. Uh, It's about securing capital. It's about meeting life goals. And those are the conversations to have. And I think that's what we do at Scriptbox. Now, I began this podcast with saying that the whole exercise of financial planning, and that scares me actually, with the right mix of instruments can be very confusing. How would you say someone should go about creating a financial plan, keeping in mind various assets one must have in their portfolio? Is there an ideal mix one should strive towards for an ideal asset allocation of one's wealth? That's a very deep question, Shivraj. I think there's a complete science and, and a practice behind it. There are certified financial planners and, and, and those are practices. I mean, uh, you, you can do that at Scriptbox or there are other financial planners who will do this for you. I can probably do another podcast on that. But that said, each individual financial plan depends on your personal wealth stage and life stage. And what I mean by that is your current net worth. Uh, do you have children? Don't you have children? Harmony? Do you want to become an entrepreneur? Do you want to, what age do you want to retire? So the financial plan is essentially a roadmap for you to meet your life goals by combining uh, what money you have, how you invest it and how it grows over. So just to begin with, for any financial plan to make any sense, uh, it's got to be funded. So first and foremost, and this is something that should be a cardinal rule in everybody's life, save at least 
20 to 25 percent of your income this is non-negotiable and from day one and forever right so before you start putting food on the table it's like paying rental right it's like paying a utility bill it's like paying your mobile bill it's imagine it's even more important than that that if you do not save from the day one you earn your salary and hence i say even if you're earning fifty thousand rupees or twenty thousand rupees if you're not putting aside x percentage of your income every month you will not be able to meet your financial goals secondly invest this money don't put it into a savings account don't put it under your mattress don't give it to a friend thirdly invest with a purpose so be very very clear right and when you're looking at financial planning it's not only about your equity portfolio and hence people get scared right Look at your total assets. How much do you have in property? Could be inheritance, could be something you invested. You also have a provident fund typically. You also have possibly some insurance policy somebody sold you. So the financial plan is, if you understand it, if you break it down into these component parts, saying that, hey, what are my life goals? So a good plan, I'll give you a simple one. Make sure, say, think about financial planning three jam jars. First jam jar, I would call emergency fund. Make sure six months of expenses, and especially now with COVID, because uh, anything could happen. You could lose a job. There could be an interruption of your income. Six months of family expenses are put aside in a liquid fund, which is easily accessible, has no risk associated with it. Then put money aside for your short-term needs, uh, right? So you might be wanting to, say, uh, upgrade your car. You might want to, uh, so larger ticket, smaller ticket. You might want to take an annual holiday. Those shouldn't come out of your operating expenses. Those should be put aside on a regular basis and put into, again, a slightly, say, debt instrument. Then you have your life goals, right, which could be retirement, could be children's education, and those can go into higher risk, higher return uh, investments like equity. So basically for every life goal or for every financial goal, you'll have a different asset allocation and those will change over time, right? And a and, and lot of people say that when you're turning 60 or retiring, uh, you really shouldn't have any money in equity. We don't believe that, right? Given that most people will live to 85, 90 today, given today's, uh, today's healthcare, etc. If you're putting all your money into fixed deposits when you turn 55, 60, uh, you're just not going to be mm-hmm. inflation. It probably makes much more sense. So as much risk as a 25, 35-year-old can take for, say, in a 10-year scenario, a 55, 65-year-old can take. So typically making sure that your financial plan aligns to your financial goals. And you have to get an expert in this. And this is not to, again, sell script balls. Uh, This Mm. is very, very difficult unless you're very educated and you're doing this on a regular basis. Finding a trusted partner, somebody who's got your interests in mind is the right answer for this. And there are many of them there. I mean, Scriptbox is not the only answer. We are a great answer, but yeah, find somebody you trust. (laughs) And I know you've touched upon, and I really like the analogy of the three jam jars. You've touched upon tried and tested tenets of investing. But what are some of the classic mistakes made by most people? First and foremost... I think a combination of uh, greed and panic, right? So the question you get asked most often is, hey, is this a good time to be buying? And, or is this a good time to exit? The market is at all time high. Should I take my money out and wait? And I keep asking, wait for what? For mm-hmm. the market to correct. So I said that you're actually hoping that the market crashes? No, no. But then I said, so this whole concept of not thinking long term and somehow believing that I can time the market, you can't. It's, there is nothing about timing the market. You, you have to just spend time in it. Let your asset allocation look after your life goals. Don't follow somebody else's plan, right? Oh, that friend went and bought uh, that stock. And I mean, I tell you, uh, this is a classic example. My own father-in-law was giving me grief uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I don't know. He got excited about some one stock. He bought it and it went down over the next three weeks. Uh, he didn't tell me. He had palpitations. 
right? Uh, so I told him, please don't make this mistake. Get out of it. Why did you buy this? And it's a sort of mm. <laughs> charity begins at home. And believe it or not, three weeks later, I turned around and that's about uh, 1.5x of what it was. And now I'm getting grief that you didn't let me cash that out. So I think this grief <laughs> combined with panic is the core mistake of investing. Don't do any of this. Uh, I mean, watching the Sensex as if it's some uh, Russian roulette is, is so bad, <laughs> right? And these headlines, which all these pink papers put out, one, mm. little, one trillion of wealth wiped out. This is all absolute. I mean, I tell you, this is just sensationalism. For a long-term investor, mm. it's got like watching paint dry, right? So don't don't look at your portfolio every day, every month. It's online. It's available. But what will you do with it? Trust your relationship manager. Trust your fund trusted advisor to look after you. First, find the right person. Once you build trust, let them do the right by you. Yeah, watch over them. Uh, trying to maximize returns on a daily basis. Trying to just do something. I mean. This urgency to do something is so scary. The crypto is a classic example, mm. right? So what I tell people, <laughs> make a quick. Uh, what buck. I tell people is, uh, I suggest that keep two to five percent of your uh, money as gambling money. There you do what you feel like, right? Open some account, mm-hmm. do something. But ninety-five percent, let it be, right? Let, let, let it grow. So the classic mistake is this, right? Wanting something to happen every day, overnight, and then panicking when it doesn't go as per plan. That's that's something you should never do. So really watching the paint dry, it's it's the long term. So coming back to your plans, what are your future plans? You've been around now since 2012. Do you plan to expand your offering into other areas? See, we are building a 100-year business, right? Uh, uh, we, are, we are slightly older people. Uh, we are quite patient. Uh, luckily for us, our investors, people who invested in our company and our customers are aligned to us philosophically. So we have a very long-term view of it. Uh, we're proud of our legacy we've built out over the last few years, our customer love and our retention. I think we have the number one retention rates in the country. 94-95% of our customers are retained with us year on year. We're very proud of what we've built out. We've obviously grown with our customership, Raj. What's been very important when we started, we started with people in their early life stages. Our customers have grown, their wealth has grown, their demand has grown. So today we serve over 6,000 customers with greater than 10 lakhs with us. That number was, say, 4,000 a year, year ago and even lesser a year ago. So as our customers' wealth has grown, we have now become a full-stack digital wealth manager. We started with only four equity funds when we began. Customers demanded more. We added short-term money. We added tax products. We added an emergency fund. Today, uh, we've got our insurance license to come through today. We partnered with StockAl to offer international equity uh, a week ago. We, uh, we have access to direct equity on our platform. We have a partnership with Quico for people to do their tax planning and tax filing. So over the next 12 months is an exciting time for Scriptbox uh, as our customers' wealth grows and we do more with them. We, we intend to be this one-stop shop for all our customers' wealth and do it ethically and honestly. We will continue to innovate and grow as our customers grow with us. Uh, it's very difficult in, in this industry to talk about what's going to happen in five years. But what will definitely happen, we'll be around. Our customers will trust us more. We today have more than half a billion dollars of assets which we manage. Quite confident in three years, that'll be $5 billion. Wow. And I hope that happens. Now, Live and Learn is all about positive reinforcement, Atul. And that one single message, from your perspective, what would that be? I'll cheat. I'll give you a couple, right? First and foremost, start early, start early, start early. Stay invested, keep investing. Start early, stay invested, keep investing. So what that means is that the power of compounding, let it be your biggest friend. Right? There's no good, uh, good time to get started. Start tomorrow morning, you hear me. Believe me, you'll thank me 10 years from now. Just get started. 
and remain invested. There's no need to sort of panic or take out money. And please invest regularly. Every month, like a discipline. Time is your best friend. And last but not the least, trust a professional. Uh, it's like uh, this Google uh, and WhatsApp doctors, right? The doctors hate the group, yeah. hate Google. Similarly, we, we are very worried about this uncle of yours around your street corner telling you which stock to buy. Don't do that. We are professional. Trust the experts. Yeah, these these yeah, Charpoi experts, we don't. Uh, I, I think we know what we do. So uh, maybe not us, but there are enough professionals who do this for a living. Uh, trust them. Uh, they have your best interest in mind. Atul, thank you ever so much for speaking to the Live and Learn podcast. My pleasure, Ali. Thank you for having me on the show. And uh, I hope I was able to answer some of your questions. You can also listen to past episodes of the Live and Learn podcast on liveandlearn.buzzsprout.com. You can always reach me at shivraj at brevis.in in case you feel there is someone we should feature on the show. Also, if you have some feedback for me. Until then, stay safe and stay in touch.